0: Hello, and welcome to the This Way Out podcast, a part of the This Way Out project. My name is Miguel Mata, and I would like to personally thank you for tuning in today to share some of your valuable time. This podcast is all about being a source of positive energy and messages. Here, I try to help those struggling with issues that can weigh heavily on the mind and make the world we live in seem like a dark and impossible place. I do this by sharing advice from personal experience, through stories from ordinary people who have overcome their own challenges and other uplifting stories to help shed some light on the world we live in. In the end, my mission is to support you and help you feel better about yourself and your surroundings. All I'm asking for is a chance. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to This Way Out. It is I, once again, Miguel Mata. Here, sharing uh, to share some time with me, a very special individual. I'm going to attempt to say his name in oh, oh. appropriate, the proper way. Mm-hmm. And if I butcher it up, I do apologize. But I'm here today with Modic Drudek. Oh, beautiful! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're. I know, good. I, I know. You know. For those for those at home watching this, you didn't see. I actually practiced that a few times, and uh, I got. I nailed it that is uh that uh is a what did you say what's the nationality where's that where's that from
1: it's polish so basically matic is a uh, polish mark
0: polish mm-hmm. interesting i think it's really cool because that's it's an inner i think it's an interesting uh angle behind your story um given your um your service in the in the military. Your origins being from Poland, but you know, serving in the United States military, I thought that was interesting. And maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Sure. But um, Monik, I really appreciate you um, getting in touch with me and uh, spending a little time with me. Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, this project is about just, uh, you know, positive messages, um, sharing stories about people who are doing things for their communities. And uh, things of that sort, you know, like I always share with people, the mission of this project is to is to share with people that uh, might have difficulty seeing the world um, in a in a good light in in a kind of in a negative fashion uh, that uh, there's actually a lot of light and good people around here. And you're one of those people, thankfully. And and um, where where are you located at right now?
1: So right now I live just south of Houston in a suburb called Friendswood, it's a very very nice place, uh, very beautiful community, um, you know, beautiful houses, uh, pretty well planned and uh, just a pleasure to live over here.
0: Excellent. I'm going to do things a little bit different in, your inter- in this interview with well, you. I have a tendency to ramble. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and just keep talking and talking and talking. What I'm going to do here a little different is we're going to kind of start um, with what your what your project is. You have a, a certain project that you have going on right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: that um, that I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just hoping you could share a little bit about that with us.
1: Sure, my pleasure, my pleasure. So my main project is uh, I help Christian men grow from divorce and start their next chapter. And, and this really goes back to my own personal testimony where I felt like I did all the right things, checked off all the right boxes. For example, I went to West Point, graduated top 10% of my class for an Iraq, for an Afghanistan. And at the time, I actually had a really great job at ExxonMobil, but my marriage, I just, I, it was just falling apart right in front of my ass. I, I, I didn't know or, or I, I felt like I, I couldn't do anything about it. And, and the worst thing about it was is that if I didn't know how to fix it, then I was concerned, how, who would ever find me lovable? Because if even if I found another woman that I, that I love, which I, that's how I felt about my ex-wife, then who's to say that the same thing's not gonna happen? And in fact, that's exactly what happened. I, I developed this, this baggage because I didn't really understand what happened. I felt powerless, but yet I had this good innate desire to be married again because being married is, is a good desire. And so I did a lot of online dating, but unfortunately, uh, all of those attempts, as, as good as, as they were, uh, they ended up in heartache, you know. Whether I dumped the person or the person dumped me, just like this, this wound just kept opening, right, right open, and it just it brought me back to to, to my divorce, and, it, and and especially as a Christian, it was very difficult because it made me wonder, it's like, hey, am I not praying enough? Am I uh, not going to church enough? That has God cursed me, and so all these all these questions came up, and, and it took me a, a long time to realize this, but. As painful as divorce is, and it is very painful, um, it can also be a wonderful teacher. Uh, and, and that's why I decided to walk alongside of men who went through divorce, to help them understand why it happened, uh, because there were definitely things they've done, like I did, uh, that uh, contributed to divorce. And the beautiful thing about it is that once you understand these things, and you change them, it gives you a lot of power, and that sets you up for the best chapters of your life, whatever it may be in, in, in that person's case.
0: One question that I that I shared with you in our uh, conversation before this interview was that there, I was curious like what the calling was to help men mm-hmm. for you what what that calling was exactly because I know that divorce, um, the the trauma, the yeah. damage, the you know all the bad stuff that that comes about you know it's not just men who experience these. Mm-hmm. these uh, these issues you know following a divorce yeah. what was that what was that calling toward men for you where where did that come from
1: sure so really the um, at the core of it is is the fact that we on average and obviously there are exceptions but on average we we men are taught to be very strong and especially you know since both of us serve in the military we always expected to ex- expect to have the answers and uh, a lot of the times Or most of the time, pretty much all the time, it feels to us asking for help is weakness and we don't want to appear weak. And uh, while the divorce is is, is just a stuff on a woman, what I found personally is that men tend to recover, uh, the recovery for them is a lot slower and more painful because, on average, and again, on average, women are a lot better about reaching out for help, whereas men stuff stuff things down. The problem is like, The more you stuff it down, it's almost like creating a bomb. You know, you just right, right, yeah. And all it takes is just diffuse and and you know, it blows up. And and the problem is that you know, if you keep doing that over and over again, you develop this mindset of, hey, this is this is as good as it gets. I, I'm no good. I'm, I'm damaged goods. And uh, but then at the same time, you still have that desire to be with another person. You you keep. It's one of those things that you keep searching, but every time you find it, it, it destroys. And you keep going out, and it's just, and it just, it's a, it's a vicious cycle.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So not, not only affects your your ability to form relationships, but it actually affects all the areas of your life because if you don't have that support, if you don't have that person in your life, it's a lot harder for you to, to excel professionally and and with your with your friends because you don't have that anchor of of, uh, of a close intimate relationship right. to. Play to.
0: Right. It's it's complicated, so to so to speak, by the. Um and I still couldn't find the right word to use here, but there's there's like this social societal like box we kind of live in where um you know to be a man mm-hmm. to to be masculine yeah. means to not express your emotions, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's it's the the um, dealing with the mm-hmm. the divorce and whatnot, yeah. it's complicated by that, by those yeah. What are those called? Those guidelines? Those? Yeah. What is that?
1: Expectation. <laughs> what am
0: I looking for here?
1: Expectation. And you know, and, and the thing about it is that you know, the goal is not to have you know, men, you know, cry about their feelings and things like that. The goal is to use feelings as, as information. You know. Right. Whereas before it's like I have this this feeling that I don't like. I need to stuff it down. It's right. more like hey, I have this feeling. What is this feeling telling me? And understanding. Right. What, Explore what it. Right. Exactly. So right. so that's kind of like one one thing that I um. But I, like, no, I don't want to say struggle, but so like one thing that it's a big part of my practice like, is explaining to men that, hey, I'm not trying to, to, to turn you into some kind of a pansy or a sissy. I'm just right. helping you to use that emotion as an asset, as something that can help you better discern who you are, because right. once you do that, you make much better choices.
0: Right, right. Well, what I was going to share uh, just a little bit ago yeah. was that um, just this subject kind of resonates with me mm-hmm. um, Personally, not because you know. Thankfully, you know I, I have not been through a divorce, but I have witnessed firsthand mm. um, friends, men, mm-hmm. who have been through divorce and watched them go to a place mentally. Mm. You know that it's it's actually kind of scary. You know it's actually kind of scary, and it's it's really it's it's you know as as a friend, it was difficult to, it was difficult to watch. It was difficult to experience as a friend Mm -hmm. because you try to be there to be someone who they can talk to. You try to be someone who they can confide in, but the, 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 damage, the psychological damage is so severe that it's very, you know, it's, it's nearly impossible to, to explore those feelings with, with anyone, really, I think. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, I I I salute you, sir, for mm-hmm. for taking on this, mm-hmm. for taking this on, uh, because it really is something that, you know, just once again from personal experience, it really is something that, you know, men, people in general, but men, you know, in this case, could could really use and, and learn from. So, thank you. My um. I know you talked about it just a little bit but um, this desire to help this desire mm-hmm. to help where's that where's that come from where what was your what was was there a moment that took place that you know that mm-hmm. you know happened as a result of x y or z was there was there something that happened that called that specifically that called you to this
1: Yeah, so there definitely was, but you know, the interesting thing was, it wasn't just like one certain thing. It was just a kind of like a slow, slow buildup. So I I think that the best way to explain it, and I I talk much about it in my book, The The Love Driven Man. Uh, At the core of it, and I think a lot of men that are listening to it can can relate to it, you know, typically something happens in our family life uh, that wounds us so, for example, in my case, uh, it was a very abusive grandfather. Uh, it wasn't like sexual abuse. I, I didn't get beat, but it was very um, emotional abuse. He was very critical, very critical. I mean, even to this day, I, I can remember that the tightness in my chest at, at a mere look of his disapproval because shortly after he would just go on these bursts of anger and basically everyone in our household was walking eggshells and uh, try, trying to be as little present as possible to, to minimize an opportunity for him to to blow up, and, and that's what really hurt my confidence. You know, that was kind of the, the biggest the biggest wound that just kept compounding. And so, for example, and but but the interesting thing is that on the outside, you wouldn't have really seen it. So, as an example, even though I, had, I carried that wound within within me, I got accepted to West Point, I graduated Ranger School, I was an infantry officer, but that the reality of the situation was is looking back and knowing what I know now, that. Even though I would have done military all over again, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I would have done the same thing over again. But the, the driving cause between me uh, putting on uniform is I felt like, hey, once I put that uniform, once I put on that Ranger tab on my, on my thing, once I go to jump master school, then nobody's going to question my manhood. Nobody's going to question my confidence. And, and, and in my, that was my way of trying to hide the fact that inside I was very broken and wounded. And I sought external validation instead of looking on the inside and fixing right. that confidence on, on the inside of me. Right.
0: Um, how, to me, mm-hmm. uh, please excuse my my ignorance here, but just you know, just kind of speaking from from um, a perspective, kind of you know, kind of, un- of of kind of understanding, of somewhat understanding, but it's very interesting to me that you know these the, those achievements. Mm -hmm. that you accomplished those graduating from west point first of all uh, becoming an ranger. Mm -hmm. uh, um becoming a paratrooper um we haven't mentioned this yet but you you uh were assigned to the 82nd airborne which is one of the most prestigious jump units to be assigned to Mm -hmm. um these are some significant accomplishments but you still kind of felt rather insecure inside
1: oh uh, yeah oh yeah i mean i i did it's um i mean the best way i can explain it it was really a, a form of uh, facade in a sense that i felt like hey once i graduate graduate from west point nobody's gonna touch me you know but it's but it, it's it's a lie and it's always something next but then it's like okay no once i get to ranger school nobody's gonna be able to touch me once you know it just keeps going and going and the sad thing is that each each time you get to it it's a very disappointing experience because all of a sudden it's, it's got to be the next thing. And then so for me, that kind of, the, the you know, I, I left the military, got a great job and so and, and that still wasn't it. So what, what's like the, the the kind of next step is to get married and I got married. But then the marriage blew up and that was the, you know, that, that was kind of like when all the, that the house of cars just fell over. Right. I realized that, hey, as great as the accomplishments were and then the great accomplishment, I'm very proud of them. I would have done the same thing all over again. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you know, all of those accomplishments, as great as they are, they cannot compensate for the pain and the wounds that you have inside of you. And eventually, you're gonna run out of accomplishments and something's gonna break uh, and, and uh, you're gonna have to deal with some insight to be able to heal from it.
0: So, how do, how do we do that? How do you teach that? If, mm-hmm. um, I don't want you to reveal too much of your book because I'd really like to encourage people sure, sure. to buy your book, but what can you share with us Sure. that would offer some help in that respect
1: sure so what one of the the kind of the simplest and, and most powerful exercises i do with my clients is when i first sign them up is i help them to understand their values because here's the thing if you ask an average person they'll be able to list probably like five or six values that they you know things that they are really passionate about things that they care about but as you probably know from Air Force, you know, if everything is a priority, nothing's a priority, you know. So what, what I try to is I try to get my clients just, just down to three values, and that really gets you thinking, what is it that, that really is, is important to me? And so, so that, that's, that's like the first thing, because it helps you to understand, like, what is it that, that gives me joy? But the, the, the real power of this exercise is that inevitably in, in one of those three values, one of those values is, is fear based. You know, and so let, let me give you an example. For example, I had this one client whose uh, one of his values was loyalty. And at the surface of it, it's like loyalty, I mean, what, what's I mean, loyalty is a good thing, right? It's a good thing to yeah. be loyal. But once once we once he shared with me the, the story behind this value, what this value is important. What we found is that loyalty was his way of keeping peace with his family, because you know when we, he wanted to be loyal to not not to anger them. Uh, and then loyalty also carried into his work, where he did his job, but he felt like he couldn't leave his job because that's, you know, if he left his job, that would uh, be disloyal. And so the problem, that's 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 why even though loyalty is not a bad value, but in his case, it was a fear based value because it kept him longer in bad relationships and uh, bad workplace right. longer than he should have. Because in his mind, if he left, then that would be disloyal.
0: Interesting. Um... So a fear, a fear-based value. What other, what other kind of values are there? Would you say?
1: Sure. So, so the, you know, I can give you another example. Like another client I have, uh, who like in, in this in this process, he realized that his value <clears throat> is actually freedom. Freedom. And again, you know, it's like it's the the land of the free. You know, what yeah, <laughs> what's right. the big deal? You know, but here's what the big deal was: is that once he realized that freedom was his value. You realize that, for example, he was, in, uh, he was in the Air Force and then later on, he got a corporate job and he did well. But it's like each time there was some kind of a conflict and, and it just like, like he had a lot of great ideas, but he kept clashing with his boss. And you know, and he, it, it not, it's not like he got fired, but it, it just like, it felt like he couldn't really move forward in, in his career. And so once he realized in a context of freedom, he realized that, hey, the reason why I'm clashing is because I'm in the wrong setting, because I have all these great ideas. Uh, but in, in those settings, uh, you know there, there's a cap on what you can implement. So he didn't have the freedom to do it. And so uh, that caused him to actually quit his job and start his own business. And then six months later, I talked to him. he uh, he actually made uh, hired his first employee. you know he's doing that well. And so here's 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 an example of something very you know on surface, very simple and silly. but the, the thing is that a lot of times we we take what uh, we take our experience at face value and we never question them. And so somebody like me can help you look at it from objective standpoint and make you realize that all these things, like for example, I have to be loyal. I have to, you know, do what people tell me in every single situation. Once you start questioning these things and hope, open open my client's mind, it helps them realize that, hey, all of a sudden they see all these different possibilities. Uh, and, and once they start taking steps of faith towards those possibilities, they get more confidence and they find ways uh to to gain that confidence and be able to do the things that they were meant to do all along but their mind uh, their their past experiences held them back from
0: so your your job or not Yeah, your job isn't necessarily to discredit mm-hmm. where they have placed their priorities it's yeah. just to explore them and to see if they are in fact
1: genuine would you say yeah exactly exactly because it's uh uh, you know, I, I'm of an opinion that nothing is really a mistake. The only, the only mistake is the one that you not learn from. And so all these experiences, like for example, with the divorce, you know, I, I've definitely made my mistakes, uh, you know. Uh, so it's not to say that, hey, um, w- what I've done doesn't have any value or I'm perfect. But it's just realizing, hey, this is what worked, this, this is what didn't. And, you know, make, let's make the changes. And because once you realize what, what didn't work and you make those changes, then you you really step up and you're able to uh position yourself for much bigger opportunities instead of just doing this you know just kind of goes back to that quote by uh einstein where you're doing the same thing all in, in definition of insanity is doing the same thing all over again expecting different results yeah
0: yeah yeah well you know in this for for my project
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't um i don't necessarily push religion mm-hmm. but i don't uh, restrict people from sure. sharing their their uh-huh. faith, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. Your project is faith-based, sure. In Christianity, yeah. how do how do you tie that in to yeah. your to a, how you teach and how you coach?
1: Sure. So at the at the most basic level, we always pray at the beginning and the end. Uh, so there's always uh, the inviting the Holy Spirit into everything that we do. Uh, and also, whenever uh, we talk about situations, I always try to come up with, with biblical examples of, uh, of different characters, how, how, they, how they would handle it, or how to put the situation in the context of, of the Bible, and, and that really helps because, you know, a lot of times what happens, we tend to think that our lives are unique, mm-hmm. and what's happening is very unique to us, and, and it's, I'm, I'm not trying to discredit that. But when you put that experience into the context of the salvation story, it's a lot easier to see uh, something bigger that that's going to come out of that experience. Right. And, 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 and then that, that helps that the person to, in that context of suffering, to connect uh, to the scripture because we all know that uh, Jesus uh, had to suffer. You know, Jesus, even as God, Jesus had to suffer. So there's a meaning behind the suffering. And, and one of the things that I found as, as you know, like, trust me, I, I don't, I don't want to suffer anymore more than I have to, but the fact of the matter is that every time I suffered and I, I maintain my relationship with God, I always came up with a deep, deeper understanding. And so that's like one entry point uh, to to, uh, to to a deeper relationship with Christ, is, finding, is seeking Christ in that relationship, in, in that difficult situation, and, and having established that connection gives you a deeper understanding, deeper connection with God, and helps you to come out stronger on the other side of whatever you're going through.
0: Your your program is it open to people who are not of a Christian faith?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, the, the the only reason, uh, the only time uh, I would turn somebody away is, is if as uh, if they were totally against the, the uh, Christianity. You know, because at that point, I, I, it's not that I'm, it's um, that person's bad, but I'm sure there's other people that can service that person better.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And, and so, to me, it's like as long as you're open to it. Uh, but I'm not, you know. So, for example, I just to kind of give you a little more my pro- programs. So, so in my program, there's there's four steps. The first step, I help my clients uh, take great care of themselves, because again, uh, when you go through divorce, there's a lot of times it's it's easy to fall into temptation uh, because of the stress you know, things like uh, drinking, uh, bad habits, you know, pornography, you name it, and and those habits actually make the stress level level even worse. So in that first step, I help my clients take great care of themselves to to reduce that stress so they can be focused on making changes. And then the second step, I help my clients make peace with their past, Uh, you know, because what happens uh, inevitably when you go through a divorce, there's a lot of resentful thoughts Whatever the situation is, you know, you you might have resentful thoughts about your ex-spouse. You might have resentful thoughts about what you could have or should have done. Maybe even wondering if God loves you. And so, if you have these 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 kind of thoughts that they hold you back, they they bring you the past. So I help my clients make make peace with the past, so they have they have full mental capacity to move forward. And then step number three is I help them enjoy being single. And that's one thing that's very difficult for for us divorced men. We tend to want to re- jump right into another relationship because. We never really took the time to understand who we are as people and so you know because you kind of follow the checklist and, and then you get married and then like when you when you got divorced that identity got ripped apart yeah it's really hard to figure out who you are without being married so there's, there's this tendency to not being comfortable with, with being single and and and, and trying uh, to try rush into relationships so I, I help my clients understand this is a great opportunity and season uh to to reinvent yourself and, and build a new life uh, around you as an around your identity that you quite frankly never really had the time to explore and then the step number four is is, is, is starting the next chapter and so and in that that case we figure out exactly what that next step is because once you deal with those negative thoughts once you make peace with the past once you enjoy being single it's a lot easier to figure out what that next chapter is and we, we identify what is, whether that's a new relationship whether that's new ministry maybe that even a new career and then we can uh, we take uh, concrete steps of action so Inevitably, you know, none of these are um, necessarily uh, religion or or Christianity based, but at each step, uh, using Christianity and and using uh, prayer and using God can definitely make the transition a lot easier. And so, and so again, it's it's not so much, you know, how good of a Christian you are. I just feel like if you open to it, it's a good program for you. And if you open up your heart, because inevitably what happens when you go through divorce you start looking for deeper meaning. It's a prime opportunity to uh, to look. You know, what, what, what's my purpose? Why am I here? And inevitably, you're gonna look to some some um, some divine power. And so, to me, that's a great opportunity to, to minister to the person. And again, I meet the person where they are. Just as long as they're comfortable with with God, we you know we're uh, I'm, I'm open to to helping them out.
0: Well, I I'm feeling like really charged up right now Mm -hmm. because this is you know the not to sound too corny or whatever but you're kind of radiating this this good energy you know what i mean it's like it it really makes me feel good because as i shared with you um over the phone they were my personal feelings which Mm -hmm. initiated this whole starting this whole thing Mm -hmm. and every time i find a new person who's like who is um, dedicating themselves to helping others? I just feel that much, that much better, you know, because <laughs> it's like the the there's good there's good people out there. There are good things happening. They're just not as they're just not as obvious as we would sometimes like for them to be. But the, something that I wanted to share with you. You said something just a little bit ago about how you know sometimes we feel like our problems are unique. Yeah. That's another thing about this way out is that i'm what i'm trying to show people who who might be having trouble is that our troubles the troubles that we experience the problems that we experience they are actually shared by more than by more than one person they're shared by a lot of people mm-hmm. and maybe you tried this tool mm-hmm. or you tried this technique or you tried this but maybe you didn't try this mm-hmm. and you get it from this way out and my, my goal is to try to share as many ways and methods and tools and skills to share as many of that, share as much of that stuff as possible to be a resource for people who might be have experienced X, Y, or Z. So anyway, I, I, in all of that being said, I'm agreeing with you. I agree with you. We feel like we're, our problems are unique to us and, and we're the only ones that experience the problems that we experience. But the truth is, is that a lot of people experience your problem similarly, but they get through it differently. Yeah. And uh, the more ways that we have at our fingertips to, and more exposure we have to the ways that we get out of it, the better we off, the better off we are as a, as a whole. That's that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm like totally charged and amped up by what you're doing because I think it's a, uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome, and I appreciate I appreciate you starting it. And uh, I wish you all the best. I really do, um, Mr. Modic. You yes. got uh, you've got a book that's available on Amazon, I think. What's yes. the, what's the name of your book?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, the Love Driven Men, and it's really my it's 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 wrapped up around my my testimony. And really, what it comes down to is just like as I mentioned with my grandfather, something happens in our past that wounds us, and what ends up happening is. Uh, we end up controlling other people, controlling ourselves to make sure that we don't encounter that situation again. Uh, but by going through this book, that you have an opportunity to to, to uh, pick up stories and, and there'll be questions and journaling. And that well, the whole idea behind this book goes kind of back to that sign, is that instead of uh, making the, these control-based choices, uh, it will help you to make love-based choices. And by doing these love-based choices, you will step out, out of the things that you believe are true and you, you will step into things that are actually true and so if, if if you're a man and actually some of the some of my readers are actually women it's actually very it's been uh some of the women readers have found it very helpful too because much obviously it applies to them as well but the things that don't help smooth understand why some of men might have a uh, difficult time with things like expressing love or communicating and so this is a, a great valuable tour for for uh, men and women it's primarily written for men but uh, also women would find it beneficial so uh, it's, it's available on Amazon, The Love Driven Men, and and, and paperback or a Kindle version.
0: Excellent. And also your your project for the helping Christian men. Yes.
1: Right. So and another website. It's called uh, Marek M A R E K Rudak R U D A K dot So it's my first name last name dot com. Marek Rudak dot com. So. Uh, if you if you're a, a man who wants to grow from divorce and start the next chapter, or you know somebody who does, uh, please check it out. Uh, there's there's a, there's a opportunity there to uh, sign up for a free, free consultation, and, and I'm sure you find value from our conversation. So please, uh, you know, if, if that's you or somebody know, uh, don't hesitate to reach out.
0: We're getting ready to we're getting ready to cl- conclude here, but before I conclude any interview, mm-hmm. um, I like to give whoever I'm talking to the opportunity to say, you know, what I like to say is, you know, it doesn't have to be related to anything that we talked about or that you talked about just now. It doesn't have to be related to anything, but you have an audience and an opportunity, a time, you know, you have, you have the space. If there's a piece of advice that you would want to offer anyone who is listening, just anything, a a nugget of information, what, what would that be?
1: I think that you know it's kind of hard to give just just one nugget without you know without knowing what the uh, what the particular person is um, is going through. But I think it's safe to say that everybody has going through some kind of suffering at any given point. And w- what I would say, based on my experience, based based on my scars, is um, seek out help. Seek out help. And uh, h- however small that may look, it might be just talking to a friend. It might be um, joining a Facebook group. Or it might be calling somebody like me if you're going through divorce and you need uh, help uh, starting the next chapter. But whatever it is, please, please reach out because help is available. And uh, there's a lot of people who are actually waiting for, the, for for somebody to take the first step. And it's one of those things that if you don't take the first step, nobody takes the first step. And we, we stay disconnected and we stay in, in that wrong belief that our situation unique is unique. Nobody understands that. So, you know, whatever situation you're going through, I'm I'm positive there are, there's at least one person who can relate to you and at least one person who can help you. And I highly, highly encourage you to, to take that step and, and, and reach out, make that phone call, write that email, whatever it may be, uh, because there there are people who, who can help you and don't get caught up in that lie that your suffering is unique and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a uh... I try to put that message out as much as possible so i'm it really it really makes me feel good that you know you you're putting it out there too so thank you for sharing that i admire what you're doing Monic, and um i congratulate you on all your accomplishments um i don't know if anybody's told you but i'm s- stupid proud of you man it's awesome thank
1: you, thank you. <laughs> great yeah. job and, and thank great you great for doing this podcast I've, I've actually done some podcasting myself it's actually a lot of work yeah and, uh, it's it's definitely a skill so thank you so much for uh, welcoming uh, people like me and sharing people's stories uh, because the cool thing about podcasting is you never know uh, whose life you touch and it's really cool to you know I'm sure I don't know if you haven't done it yet but I'm sure at some point somebody's gonna reach out and they'll their life will be changed because of something you've done today yesterday or maybe even 10 years ago
0: well, thank you for being here and I appreciate you sharing your time. If you like this episode and you want to see future episodes, make sure that you uh, click, like and subscribe. Uh, this episode will be available on, on YouTube. The full episode will be available on YouTube, but the uh, excerpts, audio excerpts will be available on the YouTube on the this Way out podcast. So be sure to tune in on this way out on the this Way out podcast. It uh, comes out on Mondays and Thursday mornings available at 6am try to keep that going so that way you can listen to it during a commute or something like that Uh, mr modic rudak shared with us some excellent excellent information shared his story um his accomplishments his the challenges that he overcome and um congratulate him for for uh his accomplishments and i thank you mr modic for uh sharing your time Uh, make sure that you uh check me out on instagram twitter Facebook as well. All right. You guys take care. God bless. This has been the This Way Out podcast, a part of the This Way Out project. The This Way Out podcast can be found on Google, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and CastBox. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear future episodes, please subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, recommend future topics, provide feedback, or any other reason, you can comment on this episode or send me an email at thiswo.light@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's T-H-I-S-W-O dot L-I-G-H-T at gmail.com. If you're interested in the other aspects of the This Way Out project, be sure to visit my website at thiswo lightcom